welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host, and today I am bringing you Dan Babick. He is an actor, a writer, a TV host, and he's also a style expert, and he's known for the 2017 series Design Genius as host and judge, as well as being on the Ellen DeGeneres show host of the IMDb Emmys and many, many, many other programs that I know you watch. So you're going to want to stay tuned because you don't want to miss this. Dan, welcome to a new podcast. It's great to have you on. How are you tonight? Good. Thank you so much. I was like, when you listed all those things off, I was like, who is this man? He sounds pretty, pretty cool to me. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was like, it all adds up. One plus one plus one. Because when you're doing all these things, you know, it's one at a time. You don't really think about it all as collectively. You're kind of doing the one project once and you think about right. that. But when you think about everything, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm I've been around and I'm only 25. That's awesome. That's absolutely amazing and very inspirational because these days you don't see a lot of millennials, younger generations. I was born in the 70s. I don't know if you can tell, of course. But <laughs> I thought you were a millennial like me. I thought you were a part of the club. Oh, no, I, uh, I, I, I'm middle-aged. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll reverse that and be 24. There you go. There we go. I'm quarter age. I actually just turned 25 last week. Um, actually, a week ago, to, a week tomorrow, because it's Good Friday. Well, you know, I'm not sure if we're doing dates and uh -huh. stuff, but yeah, a week ago, I turned 25. So happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Now, I know from my research um, that you're the co host for a new, it's a smart app, like for the smartphones, um, and that is the soap dish, if I'm correct. Are you yeah. still doing that? And is it available on Google Play and the App Store where we can see it? Because um, for our audience, if you want to know what Soap Dish is, it's an app that offers news from a millennial's perspective. They cover crime and justice, politics, the economy, and trending news and pop culture. Um, tell us a little bit about that, Dan. Yeah, well, we're still uh, in development with that, but I've actually just started on a new project called KIFF TV, which is K-I-F-F TV, okay. Instagram. So uh, we've just put that one on hold uh, for a little bit because they're just still working out logistics and all of that and confirming the last few hosts. But I, um, the, what I'm doing right now is it's very similar, but it's on Instagram and it's also on Facebook. And it's just millennials uh, giving pretty much uh, entertainment news, but giving them more opinion because I think... We are now in an age where a lot of people are confused with the news that they're getting and news isn't news. Everything's actually opinion-based mm -hmm. and that's why we have these things like fake news come up and if you watch, you know, Fox News and then you watch um, MSNBC, you're getting two very different realities. Um, but the way it works is, you know, as a former media student, as someone that works in news, is um, at the end of the day it's um, unfortunately become a bit of a numbers game and a money game. So um, everyone and every outlet whether it be online, through a podcast or through a network, has a particular point of view because um, they have a particular audience. Right. So they're, especially now with all the different platforms, we're overwhelmed, we've got the Netflix, we've got this, we've got that. So their goal is to engage their audience. So if the audience is a moderate audience politically, for example, they will appear to a more moderate audience. Or if right. the most audience is, say, quite conservative, they will appear to the more conservative base. 
um, or, you know, vice versa. So um, with Soapdish, what we're planning to do in the future is to have everyone from all sides and just break it down on a, in a really real manner so that where um, I guess our viewer is someone that wants to make a decision for themselves. And um, we're now just doing celebrity news and keeping it a bit lighter with this thing called Gift TV. But um, I think that's really our goal is to get to the truth and for people to make up their own opinion. I think people um, have been so indoctrinated and told to think a certain way, whereas I think we're, you know, and even with what I've done in the past, mm -hmm. I'm really bad at all the projects about getting millennials especially and uh, of any age group to hear all sides and it's okay to have a different point of view. But then you've got to agree to disagree. And um, and that's what I'm playing to doing with uh, this Kif TV uh, thing that I'm doing on Instagram. We all have different point of views on the celebrity news, um, but we agree to disagree, and that same as well will go politically when we launch Soap Dish eventually. And see, that's really important too, especially from a universal standpoint. Um, I have a PhD in universal religion, the philosophy of, and I have to separate myself and my own views and step outside the box and try to think like other people and see where they're coming from. So that kind of reminds me of that, but on a completely different level, of course. It does, yeah. And I think, um, I think I've think i got a really um, interesting, I've got a very neutral perspective um, because I was raised in a political family. And the country that I am from, Australia, um, both like the left-wing party and the right-wing party are very much the same. They aren't really too different. Mm -hmm. I think a common complaint about the left-wing party over there is that they're not uh, progressive enough and a common complaint about the right-wing party is they're not uh, conservative enough because mm -hmm. they're much the same. Right. Whereas here, when I came here, I haven't been... Uh, you know, programmed to think a certain way. I didn't really, I didn't know anything about the political system or the environment and I knew about American culture. So I really, um, really thought for myself and just was looking for facts and, and then tried to, and it's so funny because I'm not a level-headed person. <laughs> I'm the furthest thing from level, this does not look level-headed. Um, with this, I was like, guys, everyone's so intense. I said, I'm just going to make up my own mind. So I just like to look at the facts and I think that's news needs to get back to news and we need to start agreeing to disagreeing and having a laugh again because it should be all fun. Right, right. Debate is very important, especially when people aren't taking it so serious. You got to take things with a grain of salt because an opinion is an opinion and everybody is entitled to one. So exactly. absolutely. So f f um, I want to ask growing up <coughs> now I did a little bit of research, but before you decided that you didn't want to be, let's say, ordinary, okay, that, that you, yeah, you didn't want to be mediocre, yeah. what was your trigger that wanted to make you get into the entertainment industry, uh, hosting one and acting two? Um, it, it was a combination of things. I think I always felt it. I think um, in life, um, everyone's been given gifts and blessings in life. Right. And, you know, and... Uh, you've just got to find that. And I said one of the blessings and gifts I've been given in my life is I've always known exactly what I meant to do. But, I mean, it's a very difficult path because if you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to get your doctorate, there's certain things you have to do to get your doctorate. Or if you wanted to be a mechanic, there's certain things you've got to do to be a mechanic or a teacher or whatever it is. With this, it's one of those things where there's no specific path mm -hmm. and you could do everything and all the right things that you think are right but you don't know how to get there. So I always knew that. And then I think the real big push was when my father was dying of leukemia. Um, he luckily survived. It was a miracle. And um, and I spoke to the nurse and um, there was one night where we thought he wasn't going to make it through the night. And uh, the nurse said to me, look, I work in the emergency room and uh, intensive care. And she said, if your father dies tonight, you need to know 
but at least he's part of the 1%, the 10%, sorry. And I said, what's that? And she said, I sleep everyone on their deathbed. That's what I do for a living. And um, nine out of 10 people say, I wish I had lived the life I wanted to live. I wish I had done this differently. And um, she said, only really I can say, you know, one out of 10 people are really content where they are. And my father said after, uh, you know, and during his his cancer, um, if I survive, I'm just going to keep on living. And his trajectory and what he was meant to do, he was just happened to be someone that was uh, born in the place that he was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he only had to f- travel a couple of miles to really find his, you know, his group and his pay- people and the work that he was meant to do. But then, you know, some of us, um, and that's a gift for him, have to travel the world and have to find our place and it's not necessarily the place you were born. So um, even though I'm very close to my family, I didn't have a spiritual connection to the place I lived and I knew I was meant to be in America and, and doing a completely different thing that was foreign to the place I lived in and grew up. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, that calling, you know, uh, I think mine is my podcast. I don't, you know, I like interviewing people. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm like, Oprah even says it. Um, I, everyone's like, oh, that's so brave, you know, if you move to America. And I said, I really actually had no choice. I think whether it doesn't matter what you believe in a God or higher power. I said, it literally, uh, I just kept having moved to LA, moved to America, moved to LA, moved to LA. And it started off as a kid as whiskey. <laughs> And then by the time I was 19, I literally had a headache. I felt like my head was being pounded against a brick wall constantly, um, like moved to, like, so I'm like, I need to get peace. I need to go and do this because I can't, I could no longer be present with my friends or my family or in my work because all, all, all this noise was just moved to LA. So it was actually to just find some peace. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of deep down knew I'd stay along and what, why I was meant to go, but I actually didn't, I, I got, to, I was going to go mad. Like I, that's the only thing I could think about in my head. So I was like, well, let's hopefully get it out of your system. And I don't think I'll ever get it out of my system, but. <laughs> now I wanted to ask, okay, the Ellen DeGeneres show, um, you actually, and when I read this, I busted out laughing. You stood in Ellen underwear you still, you've got to tell us about this because um, it's, it's very comical and I, I know you got on the show. I, I want to know all the details, Dan. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually, it's so funny. We were talking, in, uh, it's, I was, it was one Wednesday night, just a normal Wednesday night. I was 19 years old. I was in my acting class and we, you know, we all, um, we all had to stand in a circle and we all had to say, what's your biggest dream? And everyone said, an Emmy, an Academy, or this or that, a bloody that. And I said, I want to be on the Allen show. And then my friend who was in class next to me said 10 minutes later, oh, Alan just tweeted that she's got producers in Melbourne right now and that they're going to, you know, be looking for people to put on the show. And I said, well, I said, unlike everyone else in this circle who, you know, everyone's always about, yes, I'm going to go and get it. You know, we all know those people that are always going to do it, but then they never do it. Uh, the goners in life, I call them. I'm going to. The goner. The goners. I'm going to. <laughs> I said, well, let's do I said, well, I actually just said I wanted to be on the island show. So I said, I said, well, let's let's camp out in front of her, you know, in front of her producer's hotel. Right. You know where they're staying. She said, they're staying here. During the day, they'll be on the streets and stuff trying to interview people. I said, well, let's camp out. So we went to like 24-hour Kmart, made little costumes, printed off, and we were there for three days chanting and singing, Alan, Alan, Alan. Producers put us on, put us on, put us on. And generally, if you, it's like perseverance. Like they're going to notice you. And then media started filming us and then the producers saw us. 
and they it went it just kept snowballing and it was and my parents thought I'd lost it and like they thought I'd gone crazy they're like you were literally all over the news it was a really slow news day that day obviously I'm all over the news being interviewed like oh, I want to meet Alan um but you just have to go for it and it, I'm from this small kind of town you know it's kind of very bizarre um, to think that I would ever meet Ellen DeGeneres at that particular point in my life or that I'd ever be on her show and then an opportunity presents itself. So it's like, well, it wasn't just handed to me. It wasn't just, you know, it, but it's like Ellen's producer is going to be, no, when does that ever happen? Like let's right. go and you've just got to go for it. And how I'm not, I don't, my parents aren't in the industry. We weren't of high class or wealth. How am I going to get connected to the producers? I'm just a small person from this small town. So well, then let, let's make ourselves big and let's make ourselves heard. Um, so that they have to notice us and whether they, we get kicked out and maybe arrested or they put us on the show, that's one, you know, one thing or another. And it, and it did work out. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I love your energy and your upbeat personality. The, how was it being on the show? Um, it was very surreal because I think um, for me, um, especially her wife meant so much to me. Uh, well, her wife does mean so much to me, Portia, because um, I grew up in a smaller environment mm-hmm. and it's not that small of a town. It's a couple, uh, maybe like 100,000, 150,000 people. But, um, you know, it's just so far removed from the entertainment industry. Right. You know? So um, it's a very working class town. So it's just people, you know, if you live where I grew up, you're not in the entertainment industry because there's no entertainment industry. Um, and she hit the wife, he, uh, poor, uh, Alan's wife, Portia, was really the only one from our town that ever succeeded in the entertainment industry and woman that sings I Touch Myself, but that's a whole different story. So I grew up being obsessed with the woman that sings I Touch Myself and Portia de Rossi because I'm like, maybe it is possible because they grew up in the same place that I did. So um, it was really a surreal moment that, it's, that it really is possible and I think it even showed my parents um, because they are realists, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've always been very honest with me and, you know, and put me back down to earth if I got an A-plus in high school. Say, look, I got an A-plus. Mum would say, that's great, go and empty the dishwasher. So, um, but they were really like, yeah, we actually doubted, you know, we doubted you and you really can do anything you really want to do if you put your mind to it because, you know, it's a crazy thought. And I think they were just, yeah, it was, it was an amazing experience for all of us because we went on as a family as well. They brought my family on stage and they mm-hmm. spoke, spoke about my dad's illness and resilience and getting through it. And um, it was just a moment of celebration, like, wow, look how good life is and how lucky we are. Heck, yeah. That's definitely a blessing. Uh, Sure is. I want to talk about some of your work that you've done in the past. I'm not going to list them all because there's a really long list. But for our audience, things that you may have seen Dan on include, uh, but not limited to, Is BuzzFeed, of course, Design Genius as the host and judge, Radio Disney Music Awards, the 59th annual Grammy Awards, Um, IMDb on the scene, the Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards, uh, the 2016 Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and the Oscars opening ceremony live from the red carpet. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where did you go from going on Ellen, okay, to the Emmys and the Oscars and IMDb and keeping up with the Kardashians, Kardashians. and Radio yeah. Disney? 
because that's so inspirational. It is. And you know what? I think a lot of people, I think I, I think that's almost a misconception about my career. So I think people thought, oh, well, um, you know, when you're given an opportunity like to be on the Ellen Show, um, but then it just happened because of that. But it, it all ended after the Ellen Show. That was it. But it inspired me to move to L.A. And the only reason I could come to L.A. was because I was on a student visa and I was studying online mm-hmm. and I interned at a publicity company. And um, I thought that's a really good way to get in the door because the PR people they know all the celebrities and they work with the celebrities and they put on all the parties right. and they they do all the publicity for celebrities. And that's a, that's a really easy when If you're willing to work for free for someone, most of the time they're going to say yes. <laughs> and uh, especially me from this like bright-eyed 20-year-old Australian that comes to LA and it was part of my college anyways, you know, you've got an intern as part of my communications degree. And it just so happens that if you go to a city like uh, Los Angeles, um, and you're doing a communications degree, uh, you're probably going to work for an entertainment communications firm because that's what 80% of the city's involved in. So that's why I came here and I had to, so you get college credit, you've got to do it as part of your college. And I interned and I did a really good job. So then if you do a really good job, because when you do your best, people notice, mm-hmm. um, then I got a job as a publicist. So then I started to network and get to meet all these people. And then my boss's wife was actually a red carpet host. She was just up and starting. And I, my boss actually fired me and he said, you're, I don't want you to do this because I can see the type of person that you are, whereas you will just devote your life to this and you'll never actually achieve your dreams because I was very honest about what I wanted to do. He's like, why don't you go and work for free for my wife and just get a regular job and you can be her intern and help her on the red carpets. And that's what I did. So I just worked a normal, regular job. Like I think back then minimum wage in LA was like $9 an hour, which is crazy because rent's minimum 1200 a month. Um, and I did, and I worked for her, and I was her for a whole year. I was, did anything and everything. I was just grateful to do something for her, whether she wanted food, whether she wanted the, the you know, the trash taken out, right. anything and everything. You've got, to, you've got to be prepared to do it. And, of course, the opportunity after a year came where she couldn't attend the red carpet, and I'd been at every red carpet with her, you know, helping her through everything, you know, helping her prepare everything you can think of, and she let me do it because she felt I could do it, and I did an incredible job, and, then from there, people started to notice because once again, and I think when you are doing what you're meant to do in life, people notice. And when you're good at something, people are, are drawn to that. Yeah. And I started connecting with the celebrity. And celebrities, I was lucky enough because I was working, I wasn't working for a big network, where, whereas when you work for a big network, um, if you were on a big network right now, you would be instructed what to tell me and what to, um, things that you couldn't say or, you know, certain questions you had to ask. But you're your own boss and she was her own boss because it was just a small little media outlet that she mm-hmm. managed to get on the red carpets through her connections in the in- entertainment industry. So I could ask the celebrity things that I really wanted to ask, not just what were they wearing or, you know, about the scandal that was going on or the movie they were in. So I, um, I, because I was nervous, I treated them like they were my cousin or my sister. Right. Instead of trying to treat them like they were... Um, you know, a celebrity, what I quickly started to, re- started to realize was that even though they might look extra human on the outside, they look, I don't know what it's like. Right. The, people the, are people. Human and they're actually uh, longing for a real connection of some type because people don't actually give that to them. And then from there, I met Marie Menounos, you know, a red carpet host who was quite big up. She was right. head uh, on E doing that. And she said, I've got an online network. See, one plus one. And she said, you're so great and I've heard so much about you. 
why don't you start doing some shows for my online network? So I started doing some red carpets and she had an after show network called After Buzz TV. Okay. And then her husband directed me to do the fashion stuff because he said you're quite stylish. And then I flourished in it and did the Project Runway after show. And then from there, you know, it just kept building momentum and one plus one plus one and it eventually takes you to the next. It all adds up. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I... I I got to ask, what was it like being on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians? And you were yourself. Um, but what, what did you do? Oh, I was honestly, it was just, it was so funny. I was just there for um, an event of Kim Kardashian. Okay. I was doing like a, a book launch and they uh, wanted me there to ask her a few questions and all of that. And um, do you know what? It was actually very bizarre because I had a um, bit of misconceptions about the Kardashians because the show, you know, they are superficial and we would be lying if we said they're not superficial. <laughs> they would, they were very not, very down to earth. I think the, the first thing that, and I got to interview Caitlyn Jenner mm-hmm. uh, when she transitioned and, and you know, f- for an international outlet and very down to earth and nice and hardworking. And I thought it really made me think to never judge a book by its cover. Right. But I think when you put yourself out there in that retrospect, when when a lot is given, a lot is expected, and, you know, if you're earning hundreds of millions of dollars and you are in the public eye, you have to you have to get the bad of that as well. It's just life. And if you, you know, if you don't want everyone to be at your back and calling well, your name. You're right, because, I, I mean, really, it boils down to, and if anybody's ever watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you're going to see that they're a family just like anybody else. That they're, they're yeah. human, okay? And when yeah. you put a camera in somebody's face 24 hours a day, humans are flawed. And nobody's yeah. perfect. So what are people expecting, you know? And um, I'm just really proud of her that she's going to law school. I think that's great. Good for her. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and, I, think, um, and I always think, until you walk a mile in someone else's shoes, who are you to judge? But in saying that, when you do put yourself in the public eye, you are—you do deserve to be taking the mickey out of a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You're putting yourself on a public platform, and yeah. that is to be expected. I mean, there's a, there's a line that should be crossed. But if you are putting yourself on a TV show for people to judge you and for people to watch, people are going to have an opinion, and that's just human nature. And you are to expect that. And you know, if you are to make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars out of, you know, us everyday people, then you can hear a nasty comment or, you know, not everyone's going to like you. So it's it comes with, the you know, the territory. So right. that's where I'm a bit tough with this all as well is, you know, with a lot of celebrities that complain and I know it's difficult. If you don't like it, then walk away. Right. Then Absolutely. Don't, then don't make hundreds of millions of dollars. Go and live in, go move to a different country, move, in the, move to the middle of nowhere and live a normal life. You know, no one's forcing you to be in the public eye. That's true. Very true. Um, sometimes people are forced to be in the public eye, you know, like, um, like you know, oh, what, what's uh, oh, like Monica Lewinsky or something like that, you know, yeah. the scandal breaks out. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, not, yeah. Not, <laughs> that's, that's a whole topic. other story. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, too. But, yeah, but, like, do you know I mean? but when you are choosing to be on a TV show, no one's holding a gun to your head. And when you're choosing to do, you know, interviews, then, and even after this, if I, if people, People have the right to say we don't like him and he's a dickhead or they have the right to say he's great because I'm choosing to be on this interview with you. So then I am choosing to open myself up to uh, public and and public opinion. Good or bad. Very true, very true. Now, going to acting, you've been in a couple of movies. Uh, Recently, one 
in particular that's getting ready to release shortly after um, this interview uh, is uh, Booksmart. Okay, yeah. and which actually won an award. It's directed by Olivia Wilde, and it won the Director's Watch Award at the Palm Springs International Film Festival. Now, you play yourself. What can we expect to see, Dan? And can you so give funny. us the goodies? Yeah, it's so funny because people say, um, you know, when people say I'm an actor, it's funny, I'm like, I'm, it's so funny, I just play myself. I'm like that one, that one person, like, I've I would be the same thing in every movie. So I just, um, I was just a college, I mean, just one scene at, at college is a college graduation. And I would just be like I was at that particular mm -hmm. age of the college graduation. So I'm just being exactly myself right now at the college graduation, making smart aleck remarks and, and that. So, but it was, I was only shot for a day or two days, but it was good to work with her. And they wanted someone like me and they found me and they're like, we kind of wanted to, person had in mind and they wrote a script for was exactly like you so why don't you just come and do a bit of ad lib this is where we want you to go and so yeah that was fun so that's my I guess my, my biggest acting thing I've done so it's not my passion acting but if it comes with the territory and it comes you know why not right now that that film releases May 24th the expected release date it could change you never know so now do you have anything that you're working on behind the scenes or coming up that you can fill us in on yeah, probably the biggest thing that I've been working on right now is uh, Kiv TV, which has only been open um, a month on Instagram. And we're really going to start expanding and, and doing more. So we just do each, I do one day a week as a host and do the celebrity okay. news. But we're really starting in the next couple of months um, where, which I'll, I'm sure you put all the links on your website, we're going to start off to do uh, sit-down interviews with major celebrities. Nice. We're going to do carpets. We're going to do talk shows. So by the end of the year, it will be a full-on brand. It just started off with doing the celebrity gossip, but it's really going to expand. And because we are, we're just in the midst of finalising our fifth host because there's five of us mm -hmm. and we're looking for that um, an another different point of view because the four of us are also different. Right. We want that that other 20% of the pie that's not being covered. So, um, so once we find him, I think it'll be a him. I think it's a him because um, there's three girls and one guy, so I think we're into him, uh, then we'll be ready to launch all this. And, again, I think our main agenda is life is, is, is hard and we want to make people laugh and show that people of all different backgrounds and, and different ways of thinking and life can all get along and, and kind of give the audience a perspective from everyone's point of view because, you know, there's shows like The View out there, for example, that everyone has the same point of view pretty much. Right. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And and we want to get back to where it's okay to say what you really think or not what a producer is telling you. So it's going to be really unscripted. And when we interview celebrities. Like twice. I think it cut out for a second. Are you there? So, um, yeah, so okay. talk shows, all of that. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're building on it right now. But as I said, we're just looking for our final person that we're kind of that we're going to launch all this week so there'll be a talk show there'll be um, an interview show there will be special edition shows there'll okay. be the new shows and a whole a whole big thing sounds like fun now where can our audience follow you to keep up with what you've got going on and for 
our, our audience, if you go to the platform or if you're on the platform, anewpodcast.com, just go to Dan's bio page. I've provided all the links there. There's some reels and videos there for you to check out. So be sure to do that too. Okay. Yeah, so if you just find Instagram's the best, I'm such an Instagram person. So at Dan Babic, that's D-A-N-B-A-B-I-C, bitches. <laughs> and uh, it's all on your website. So you can find me all there and there's links on my Instagram to everything I'm doing. But I, um, you know, I, I love Instagram because it's almost like a, a job. I feel my everyday life, do you know what I mean, on my stories. Right. So I'm not so good with the photos because, once again, I like to be a bit more authentic because, I mean, posting a photo, it's all a bit over, you know, you edit it and all that. So I just like to do the live videos. So I just do videos every day and of my life and what's going on. So I love raw footage. I don't think there's anything like raw footage. It's real. And, yeah. and, and that's one of my mottos. Keep it real, even if it's just for today. <laughs> yeah, keep it real, yeah. Right. Even if it's raw, it's like, well, you know, that's, that's a part of life. And, and I want to see... What's really going on? I don't want to see something that's cut up. No. And, um, right? Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> I think the only escapism. So sometimes those you know, particular shows and platforms serve, it, um, serve a purpose because life is hard and you just want to see something frivolous and, and, and fake. But, I, no, I just like to keep it real. And I, um, I just, I don't, it's just not in me to, to, to pretend to be, like, to be something I'm not. Or uh, to me, I don't think it's. I find it very concerning that we have people portraying this fake image of a life that's really not what they have or that they right. or even who they are. And I just want to encourage people to be themselves. And that's that's all you need to be is just be yourself. Right. Unless, unless you're like a, a crazy person or a serial killer. Then don't <laughs> be someone else. If you're <laughs> that is too funny. Okay, one thing that I do want to ask you too is where do you draw your inspiration from? Who inspires you? And where do you find your zen? Zen. I'm still working on finding my zen. But uh, to be honest, nature is is where I find my zen. I try and hike about three or about three times a week I usually hike. If I can do four, that's a good week. But to me, I've always um, been someone that finds God in nature. Um, okay. And that's where I find my peace. And I think my father, when my mother, because she was a, she used to travel the world quite a bit for her job, and um, whenever she used to go away, because the house was always chaotic, because mm-hmm. our mother was like the, she got everything in, in tow, and my dad was very relaxed and didn't know how to control us, so he used to always take us out in nature. And uh, yeah, so that really, that's what I do to stay grounded and to stay centered. And then what was the other question? I totally forget. <laughs> Who inspires you? Who inspires you? Honestly, I, you know, I feel like my mom obviously inspires me, but um, just the everyday person, just the everyday, and you know, and the everyday person of every walk of life, because you know, life is tough, and and life isn't fun sometimes, and it doesn't matter what tax bracket you're in, or you know, everyone's going through something. So um, just to, just to make to think of them all the time, I think that's my intention to think, you know, maybe to it's it's not as deep as like an Oprah, but it's or not as you know, kind of frivolous is a more comedian thing. It's somewhere in between of like making people laugh and giving everyone love and light, but then also making them think a little bit. But uh, just connecting with people, I think um, we're the most connected we've ever been with the internet and social media, but yet the most disconnected we've ever been at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm trying to find that connector. <laughs> I'm a connector. If, if you have one thing that you could say to the world, what would it be? 
Oh, I, like I felt, I felt like um, I felt very Alan, and I was like, "Say, be kind." Um, no, I wouldn't say. I would say, until you walk a mile in someone else's shoes, who are you to judge? Amen. I think, yeah, I think just really, and no one makes judgment calls. That's for someone else. That's not your job. Uh, whether there's someone at the end, but um, I think we've just become so judgmental. And I know I can don't judge me before. Of course, we're not. We can. We we do that, and it's okay. It's just part of human nature. But I think we need to stop judging each other, and and and, and looking down on each other. Or um, I think we all need to respect each other. I think and you're I think, right. Yeah, I think that's where we've lost that respect. I, um, I think people helping people is important. Having charity in your heart, and I think when people have self respect, they learn to respect others. Too. and I think that was you know um, you know I forget who said it but like yeah but it's just you you, you have to have you have to respect others mm-hmm. and you have to allow other people to respect you you can't give people room to not disrespect you right absolutely um, so yeah respect Ari yes like that song. you have a good head on your shoulders I don't think that I've met a 25 year old in a really long time and I sure the heck know that when I was 25 um I was still trying to, you know, get my grip on life. And you've got a great head on your shoulders. Uh, Dan, it has been wonderful having you on a new podcast. And I have to have you back on sometime because I really enjoyed talking to you. Totally. I've enjoyed talking to you as well. And, you know, um, I'm sure I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm sure our paths will cross again. And and then maybe you can come on one of my shows. That would rock. That would rock. Heck yeah. And for our audience, if you like this episode, be sure to click like, comment, share, subscribe so you don't miss any new guests. And if you feel fit to buy me a cup of coffee once a month, you can do so at our anchor.fm platform under a new podcast. This is Dawn Piercy signing off and Dan Babick. Until next time, keep it real. Keep it real. Yes, this has been a new podcast.